This video is brought to you by Devout Decals, makers of reusable Catholic art for your home altar, your bedroom, and your home classroom. Bishop Athanasius Schneider gave an interview recently where he answered a question from his interlocutor that baffles the minds of many contemporary clergymen. Why are young people attracted to the traditional Mass? The new way of doing things, synodality, dialogue, accompaniment, and all the rest of it, which will include here their liturgy in the vernacular with all the changes made to it by the Council of the 1960s, all that is meant to make the Mass hip and relevant to young people, as well as to remove the stumbling blocks in the way of Protestants from coming back to Rome, which they never did. The net effect of all the changes they made, not just to the liturgy, but to the relationship the church has with the world, as well as in a whole laundry list of changes made to the basics of Catholicism, has been parishes that are slowly emptying themselves, the average age of mass attendance getting older incrementally every year. Baptisms and the sacrament of holy matrimony are at their lowest levels ever recorded, and the future doesn't exactly look bright, except in traditional parishes, where Vocations are much much better than they are in a typical parish. They're certainly not perfect, but as it turns out, the church doing things the way it had always been done seems to work. And it seems to be attracting young people to the faith. Bishop Schneider is asked about this and a whole host of other questions that get to the heart of the matter. His ultimate message seems to be that Francis is going to fail in his efforts to remake the church, in his efforts to build the ape of the church, as I call it here. That should be seen as good news for anyone watching this video. It's not the church that needs to change, it's the world. The world needs to repent and bend the knee to Christ the King. And the faithful in the pews need to repent of our own worldliness. And yes, I will definitely, definitely include myself in that call for repentance too. So his interviewer asks him what Cardinal Seurat meant at a conference they were speaking at together when he said that the crisis in the church isn't, exact, isn't actually a crisis in the church since the church is and will always be the spotless bride of Christ. Rather, Cardinal Seurat says that what we are living through is a crisis of the magisterium. The teaching authority of the church is in crisis, from the most local priest to the supreme pontiff. The interviewer wants clarity on that statement, and Bishop Schneider provides it here. So, according to Bishop Schneider, this is what Cardinal Seurat meant. Quote, He was simply stating the evidence, said Bishop Schneider. In this pontificate, we have had several acts which have not corresponded with the teaching of the previous magisterium, and this is a crisis. He said the assertion of the validity of religious pluralism by Pope Francis in Abu Dhabi, when the Holy Father suggested that God not only permitted not uh, various other theologies, but willed them too, was one example. And another was the sanctioning the Argentine bishops to permit divorce and remarried Catholics to receive Holy Communion. In his remarks, Cardinal Seurat also asserted that the, quote, authentic magisterium would never disappear, in spite of such errors. But the problem is, Bishop Schneider points out, that in the meantime, they are causing a lot of confusion. It is a blessing, he adds, that Francis chooses not to engage the, quote, definitive magisterium when introducing such novelties, eschewing in his characteristically idiosyncratic and autocratic style the existing mechanisms to promulgate doctrine as, quote, rigid. Francis instead adopts a deliberately ambiguous approach to doctrine, but to Bishop Schneider this represents an essential failure to exercise the Petrine ministry. 
The nature of the office of the Pope is, as Jesus Christ said to Peter, strengthen your brethren in the faith. This is his first task, he explains. All acts or words which are not strengthening the faith, but are contrary to it, or weakening the faith, or confusing the faith, are contrary to the papal ministry, because the ministry of Peter is the sign of reference in the church, of unity of faith and in governance, end quote. You know, it also doesn't help that the man that the world sees as Pope isn't actually a good communicator. I'll give you a case in point here. You've all by now heard Francis's recent statement about needing to demasculinize the church, right? Thinks the church is too masculine. The statement is both blandly non-controversial, or should be, and simultaneously controversial. It's non-controversial because the church is the bride of Christ, and by definition, the church is feminine in nature. But it's also controversial because Francis in that statement was declaring that the church needs not only more lay theologians, which is a huge problem, it's one of those problems created by the council, but now the church needs lady theologians because apparently the truth of the church's theology depends on whether the church, or whether the teacher rather, is a man or a woman. But the statement was also controversial because we hear people preaching for greater masculinity among Catholic men who typically doing that kind of preaching. Who is doing that? That'd be traditional Catholics and those conservative Catholics who are very nearly traditionalist themselves. So the statement is a, a multi-pronged attack on the faith, rooted in a simple truth of the faith that the church is the bride of Christ, and thus by her very nature is feminine. Funny how that works, though, isn't it? That part of the crisis of the magisterium is that you can take truth and attach it to an ambiguous statement that then undermine the core essential truths of the faith. And this happens all the time. Bishop Schneider goes further. Quote, he agrees with Cardinal Seurat that the absence of a lack of clarity has created a, quote, cacophony of contrary and conflicting voices. It's a situation in the church where we're hearing almost daily contradictory voices among the bishops, and that's contrary to the Catholic faith. There is only one faith. The effect upon the faith is that they are scandalized by these contradictory voices, and they are confused. They don't know what the truth is, and that is a very harmful effect upon the entire church. This confusion and ambiguous language, especially in the field of morality, also means that people are losing the sense of good and evil. It is the morality of the world. The Roman Catholic Church is becoming like one of many organizations of the world by not distinguishing itself from the views and programs of the world. It is now happening in the promoting of this moral relativism and adopting the language of the world and its morality regarding the truth of good and evil and the uniqueness of the unchanging nature of the truth. He added, The effect is also that other people who seek the truth, let's say non-Catholics or non-Christians who looked upon the papacy as an institution which gave certainty and clarity, cannot orient themselves to Rome. End quote. It's worth reminding ourselves that the salvation of souls is the highest law of the church. That law overrides everything else. Ambiguity and error from Rome undermines the ability of the church to meet that most important of all missions. After all, if the man occupying the Sea of Peter is preaching a heretical message of universalism and the ability to find salvation in any religious tradition, why would anyone convert to the one faith that, when actually exercised in a, or observed in an orthodox way, is the hardest? It is also the one that saves. 
since remember Jesus told us that no man comes to the Father except through him, that he is the way, the truth, and the life, and that he who hears his apostles hears him. And his apostles clearly had successors, which was shown in the book of Acts. Why would anyone come to the faith that demands so much of us if any claim to divine truth that's made out there can give you salvation as long as you are a good person, whatever it means to be a good person in the context of universalist, ambiguous theology? This confusion is why so many young people are turning towards traditional Catholicism, that and the errors of the world on matters of morality and the alienation that is the obvious result of total moral bankruptcy in the culture. That's where this alienation is coming from. And Bishop Schneider tells us that who can really blame young people for turning to the old ways? Who can blame them? Quote, New generations of Catholics can hardly be blamed, therefore, if they turn in greater numbers to tradition where they find beauty and the truth expressed in a strong way, according to Bishop Schneider. On Sunday, Bishop Schneider celebrated a pontifical low mass in St. Paul's Catholic School in Milton Keynes, after which he gave a talk promoted by the Latin Mass Society entitled Restoring All Things in Christ. The increasing numbers of young people to the traditional Latin Mass in particular is to him a manifestation of a supernatural movement of divine origin because it, quote, demonstrates the longing for the sacred. He said, quote, the Latin Mass gives an atmosphere of greater supernaturality and the beauty is attracting them. If a young person converts, they don't want to be half of something, he says. They want to be authentic. These young souls desire to be authentic. If I convert from this world, I don't like to see part of the world in the church and in the liturgy. This is a phenomenon which is so clear. You can go all over the world and on Sundays, where there is a traditional Latin Mass, the churches are packed with young families and with children. It gives us hope in the future. Bishop Schneider describes some more on Pontificum, the 2007 apostolic letter of Pope Benedict that liberated the Latin Mass as an, quote, epochal document. But he suspects that Traditionis Custodis, the 2021 modu proprio of Pope Francis that sought to roll back such reforms, will not stand the test of time because the young want tradition. He said, quote, Traditionis Custodis is not effective. It cannot stop this. The traditional Latin Mass is such a treasure of the entire church. A single pope is not able to stop this. End quote. The restoration of the traditional faith is not a given by any stretch, but it does certainly look like that to many. It does look like it's only a matter of time until the hierarchy is forced by circumstances in the West to fix the liturgical problems that grip the church, as well as the doctrinal problems. Their answer for now is to further push doctrinal and liturgical changes, but in the long run, time is not on their side. And they know it. That's the real reason Francis is scrambling to cancel good bishops and why he talks endlessly about rigidity and clericalism. It's because in the long run, the church that he admitted that he didn't like that much as a child is going to win out because the church is protected by our Lord and we have his divine promise that the church will survive. And what do you think about this? Do you think Bishop Schneider is correct? in his assessment that the reason young people are, be, are becoming to not only Catholicism, but traditional Catholicism in such large numbers to the point where some secular commentators are really worried about this. Do you think he's right that it's because they seek out authenticity and that it's the ambi ambiguity from Rome undermines the 
core essential nature of the church and the core essential mission of the church. Let me know what you think of that really, really weighty statement in the comments, please. And hit like and subscribe if you haven't. It does help. So does sharing this on social media. That helps a lot, too. And as always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.